welcome to the Yal Mega Podcast, where we delve into the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, motivational coaches, and business leaders. Join us as we hear about their journey to success and the challenges they face along the way. We'll uncover their secrets to perseverance and determination and gain valuable insights into what it takes to reach your goals. The journey may not be beautiful, but it is always purposeful. So sit back, relax, and be ready to be inspired by those who have dared to dream big and make it a reality. Hey, hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to a brand new Al Mega Podcast, a.k.a. The Amp. And I'm your host, Al Megan. Today, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest. All right. Homie is a thought leader. He is an author in everything pricing and how camp, uh, companies can uh, use pricing to drive higher growth, sales volume, and profits. He's a very much sought after uh, speaker for various conferences. And he's here with us today to share his journey and a couple of tips to success. The one, the only, per the price. Whisperers, offers. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> uh, what an introduction. <laughs> you are Pleasure a Pleasure to boss. be on the show. Thank you. It's because you are a boss. You are an amazing entity and a force to be reckoned with. And I'm glad uh, to have you on this program for a bit to chit-chat and dive into that brain of yours and your journey and all that good stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm excited to be on the show as well. Thank you. So, per. Tell us a bit about yourself. Where are you from originally, and what were the seeds of your journey? Well, <clears throat> I'm natively Swedish, and and um, I left Sweden, though, in 1986 and um, established a company in Switzerland and was there for a few years, and then, then I um, uh, ran another company out of London for a few years. And, uh, <clears throat> and then in the mid-90s, I moved here to Los Angeles, where I still am. And um, I came here to establish a, and, and run a division of a fairly large public company. And, and uh, after that, I had another four CEO jobs. Um, in, in, in all these instances, we did experiments with pricing only because I had an interest in it, right? And um, okay. some of those experiments were very, very successful, meaning that um, next quarter revenues are up 25%. Um, Many were real duds, you know, they didn't do anything. And and um, <clears throat> and what I had learned in business school about pricing was so academic and theoretical that it was useless information. It didn't help us understand uh, why some of those experiments worked and others didn't. So, um, um, so 15 years ago, I decided I was too old and too opinionated to be a hard gun. So I, um, I set up my own shop and I decided to take that interest in, in, in pricing and develop a process to make every pricing experiment a success. And um, that's what we still do. So let me ask you, where did this interest in pricing come from? Because out of all things in the biz, you're, that, that was what you were attuned to? Like, huh? Like, what, what was the keys and seeds to that interest? Well, the, the, <clears throat> it really started um, in, in that uh, company in Switzerland that I, that I ran. We, we were a, um, um, we, you know, I, I, um, I didn't, um, I founded the company, but I wasn't the, the um, uh, it was with the investor money. And um, <clears throat> we, we uh, sold mostly American made um, 
mostly American-made electronics uh, through a um, European distributor and, and reseller network. And um, what happened was that uh, we came in very low in price. Um, we were not the market leader, and um, and the honestly, we tried to compete on price and um, with with products that were awfully. Oh, sorry, that was often um, um, way more beneficial and feature-rich and so forth than than the market leaders. And um, I suddenly realized that <clears throat> we were selling at very low prices to, to our distributors and resellers that marked those products up sky high. So <clears throat> what it led to was that we had very low margins and the manufacturers I represented have very low margins. And, um, and our resellers, um, had tremendous margin. So, um, the, 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 and, and that low margin that we had to live for on meant that we, we had a hard time developing the next generation. We had a hard time, uh, providing the support that we really wanted, you know. And uh, so, so that was the first thing that got me thinking that this pricing thing is is more complex than just trying to be uh, the lowest price. And then, <clears throat> when um, when when I ran this company in Europe, um, I was actually this was um, uh, the European subsidiary of a, of a Japanese company, and and um, that that Japanese company competed with um, some of the American companies that I did in my first, uh, um, uh, did in my first company, if you like. And um, here we, we went into a, a situation that was quite the opposite. Here we had products that was not very feature rich. Um, that was, um, that was um, kind of boring in many cases. And, That's a nervous type of thing. <laughs> yeah, and 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 high priced, and 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 um, and because of that, um, we we had m- much more resource to support um, to support um, uh, sales and market development and 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 so forth. And um, over over a three year period, I, I quadrupled um, revenues in that in that company. And um, wow. and much of it was because we simply had the resource to do market development in a way different way than I could do in that company in Switzerland. Understood. All right. So you got to tell me then, um, why do companies do pricing mistakes? Like, how does that even happen? Um, because, first of all, <clears throat> business schools um, do not teach out pricing very well. They, 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 they. Um, uh, you know, you you go four years in business school, and pricing is, at best, um, a couple of hours, right? <laughs> An overview, <laughs> an overview, right? That's yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 what they teach is is wrong. The the business, uh, and I have to tell you this: I, um, I was asked to. Um, to review an article that um, uh, a professor at one of the major universities, I'm not going to mention any names, um, on on pricing that that he had written, you know, and and I, I 
and uh, and I told him that uh, you can't publish this. This is all BS. This has nothing to do with reality, right? It, the, the, you know, using these same theoretical constructs that been using in, in pricing and price elasticity and, and stuff like that, that has been proven to have no um, connection with reality. And, 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 and um, I mean, once I told him that, um, the, 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 the conversation took a very abrupt end, you know. <laughs> and eventually I saw the article and, 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 and it was full of that uh, traditional pricing teaching stuff that is, is completely useless. Right. Wow. So, um, so it's, it, it's, um, so that's one. The, the other is that, and, and, um, the other is that, um, companies don't understand that pricing affects profitability more than, I mean, if you look at any company, the resulting profits comes from only three variables. It's the total cost of the operation. It is the total sales volume or whatever you sell. And it's the price of whatever you sell. And <clears throat> as long as, as um, the price leads to revenues that are higher than the cost, you're profitable, right? Um, but uh, the interesting thing is that in, in, a, in a study that was done a few years back, um if you if you if you do a thought experiment right um and and you say what if we change one of these three variables 1% what you'll find is that for the average company um increasing sales volume with 1% leads to 5 uh, 3.5% higher profits um if you can reduce your cost by 1% um the the um, uh, profit goes up with five and a half percent for the average what? company, and of course no company is average. But uh, uh, but it, it, if you can increase your price with one percent, or if you can um, if you can reduce your discounting with one percent, which of course is the same thing, um, profitability goes up with eleven point three percent for the average company. Oh my and, God. So, it's, it's, so is, is this pricing an art or a science? Because I'm seeing no, the it's a science. Both here. <laughs> it's, it is absolutely a science. But, you know, on that 1% thing, the, the, at one point we, we, we asked um, uh, a statistically valid sample of American CEOs, which of these variables are, um, are most important to drive profitability? And, um, 86% said um, sales volume, you know? Um, so, wow. <clears throat> so it's... It, That's that Wall Street mentality, right? Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah, it's sell, sell, sell. And, and um, it's more, and there's, more, a more, there's a lot more to it than, than just selling. And I, I understand that. I come from the tech industry, so I, I get that. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, yeah, and and it, it's it's the it's that whole um, having that understanding of how um, how price and sales volume is related that is so important, right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, can every company improve pricing? Um, about ninety six percent of companies can improve pricing. Ooh. Let me ask yep. you about that 4% that can't. Why? 
Um, well, it, it come from a, a study we did a couple of years ago um, where, we, where we simply asked what kind of pricing um, uh, strategy a company has, right? And, and <clears throat> there, there's, there's three main um, mistakes that companies do when it comes to pricing. And there, there are more of them, but this is sort of high level stuff. <clears throat> the first is to, is to, is to price, um, like a competitor, right? And, um, pricing, first of all, finding the price of a competitor is almost impossible. Even if your competitor have prices on the, on the website, you don't know what deals they're making, right? You don't know cost. You don't know what um, uh, what specials and bundles they have that is not published. You don't know if if you click away from the website and then come back, you're going to see different prices. You don't know if if the if the website is geotagged, so if you call in from somewhere else, you will see different prices. And if your company, if, if your competitor doesn't have prices on the website, how are you going to find out? You know, you can't. Um, you can ask mutual customers, um, and they're not going to tell you, you know, they, if they're going to tell you, they probably going to lowball whatever the price competitors have because they want you to have a lower price, right? Of course. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> It's a scam. And you can't really believe what they say. So, um, and, and, and the big, biggest issue with looking at competitive prices as a base is that it's often the very first step into the, the commoditization death spiral. Because you start by pricing the same if you can. Um, and then, um, you start having the same feature functions and the same messages and so forth. And, and suddenly you're a commodity. And in a commodity market, the um, the lowest price always win, right? Sure. And that leads to lower and lower margins, less and less money for market development and product development and so forth. You know, so um, so competitive pricing is a big no no. The other um, big no no is simply guess, right? Some uh, you know some. Uh, let me tell you a story. I I, um, I had conversations with this is quite some time ago, maybe seven years ago. I I spoke to the CEO of a of a SaaS company, and and he said, I decided the price are going to be one hundred sixty five dollars per user per month, right? Okay. Um, but then he continued, but I don't know if that's the right price. Maybe it should have been ninety nine. Maybe it should have been two hundred fifty. <laughs> 165 felt right. Now, this was like seven years ago, and I just recently looked at their website. They have the same website they had seven years ago. Oh, wow. Right? So it, that company is probably not doing too well. Right? Um, and and so, so guesses and gut feel and stuff like that, and some companies, uh, some CEOs I'm, I'm talking with, they say, Oh, we'll send our salespeople because they know the market price. They know the market price. How do they know? You know, they and and we we instruct them to take the highest price they can. I mean, it, it's it's just crazy. That's 
I mean, the, the, these companies are leaving oodles of money on the table. And, and then um, the last one, which is done by many sort of older school, uh, if you like, um, manufacturing industries and retailers and stuff like that, is cost plus. So you have, um, um, you know, you, you calculate the cost of, of your product or your service, and then you add a margin on top of that. And, um, and, and the, the, um, uh, it's, it's sort of funny because, uh, different industries have different rules of thumb for margin. Um, again, manufacturing often 35%, take cost, add 35% of that on top of it, uh, maybe 50% in some cases. Um, some high tech industries have five times. Um, cost or even 10 times cost. Retailers typically double the cost, right? And uh, it's the problem here is that, um, the costs have nothing to do with the value you deliver, right? Yes, there we go. <laughs> and, and there is one more thing that nobody thinks about. Assume, uh, let me give you an example. Assume that you, you make some, some device, you know. And the cost is fifty percent, fifty dollars, right? And um, in in the, the rule of thumb in that particular industry is to double cost, so your price is going to be a hundred, and so your margin is fifty percent, right? Um, let's then assume that for whatever reason you manage to lower the cost of manufacturing cost of that device to forty bucks, which means that the price now is going to be eighty. Now, um, that means that your um, your percent margin is still 50%, right? But your dollar margin have gone down from $50 to $40, right? So you actually lowered your revenue with 20%. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And, wow. And what a, companies what a don't think about this. It. Yeah. The way you look at it. Yeah. Jeez, no wonder you're the price whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, man. Let me tell you. Wow. Yeah. All right. So what, what what are the benefits? We're talking about, okay, getting it right. But what are the benefits once they get it right? What, what are the benefits they could gain by better pricing? Well, again, let me um, – let me uh, use examples more than I mean. Basically, you you when you when you price right, now it's more than just pricing. So um, what we do is that, and the method that I developed is that we go out to a marketplace, and we can accurately measure willingness to pay, and uh, from that we can predict sales volume and revenue at different prices, and. This often means that um, you can make sure that you're not that you price either for profits with a lower sales volume and the higher prices or for maximum sales volume. If your prices are too low, sales volume will go down because um, it sends them the, a low price sends a message of inferior quality. And it's obviously cheap. we've all been, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll all been there, you know, we hold something yeah. in our hands and, and, and we think to ourselves, I kind of want to buy this, but at this low price, it can't be any good. 
so we won't right um and and <clears throat> but the the, actually, the, the almost the major benefit comes from when this prediction is segmented, right? So um, it's possible to segment that um, prediction of sales volume at re- and revenue at different prices by different customer profiles, right? So the company can focus on the uh, the, the the customer profile. That's that has the highest willingness to pay and therefore support higher, more profitable prices than other customer profiles. Likewise, um, with uh, feature functions and benefits. So the company get to know which of these feature functions and benefit um, will uh, support higher prices than other feature functions and benefits. So, so those can be either developed if they're not developed yet or uh, they can be used as uh, you know as the in as the company's marketing and sales literature right um then the same with 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 marketing channels and marketing messages so um it's possible to identify which channels and 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 which messages support um higher sales volume and higher prices than other channels and messages and finally, uh, the same with, with sales channels and sales methodologies, you know, which channels, which methodologies and why um, uh, do they differ in, in, in what prices they can support. So this all um, becomes a uh, really a, a, um, a, a plan, a go-to-market plan for any company who wants to elevate itself to the next level. And and I have um, oodles of customers who've grown four times the size, quintupled in size. Some have even um, grown to ten times their size over a couple of years, um, because once you price right, you get additional um, resource for market development. There you go, and additional resources, market development, more product, more opportunity. And there Correct. we go. And you yeah. keep building. It's a beautiful yeah. thing, isn't even, it? <laughs> yeah. Even hiring the best people, right? That mm-hmm. that uh, company may so, or may not have had the the opportunity to do so prior. Absolutely. So let me ask you: Does it matter then if the company is a B two B or B two C? Does it matter if the company no. sells products or services in order to work on no. this? No. No. It doesn't matter. Okay. Um, the the because the buying. Um, the way we do, and, and uh, I said that I've developed a, a process, um, but we, at the same time, we're also standing on the shoulders of, of giants, right? Um, uh, and, and, and the first one of those is Peter Drucker, you know, the guy who's he said to invented modern management. And one of the things that he said was companies rarely knows why buyers buy. Right? Why customers buy? Um, and 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 that's that's true. It's very very difficult for a company to understand why somebody buy, or maybe more importantly, why they don't buy. Then uh, Warren Buffett said <clears throat> the most important criterion for uh, investing in a company is whether it's got pricing power. And then he uh, also said, continued to say. And pricing power is the ability to increase prices and not lose sales volume, 
right? Um, <clears throat> now, those are sort of business shoulders we're standing on. We're then also standing on three Nobel Prize winners in something called behavioral economics. And behavioral economics is all about an understanding of how we make decisions and particularly purchase decisions, right? Okay. And, and, and it's that understanding that whole psychology, um, <clears throat> that whole very complex process that goes on in our minds um, in a blink of an eye when we make a purchase decision, uh, yes or no, right? Because there, there, there is only yes. It's it's just yes, no, or later. That's the only choice there is, you know. Yeah. And 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 um, as humans, um, we are not very rational, right? We we can be we we can be swayed to do our decision this way or that way you know which is mm-hmm. um one of the reasons that advertising work right yeah exactly they so, get into the psychology um, of you for a moment that's and, right and, you know ding 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 if they hit the right right bell next thing you know you're on that phone hello God, let me get three of those <laughs> yeah that's right but <clears throat> but it's under i mean it's the understanding of how how that decision process uh works um that 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 um lies behind of 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 really the the most um most excellence in in pricing you know and uh, very few companies like i said um 96% of companies doesn't really um um doesn't really um do good pricing so um uh, they, they don't they don't they, they they don't take the effort that they could to understand that process. No, I, I agree. Again, I, I I've seen this, you know, and sometimes just to get the deal, they they are oh, let me undercut everybody, get the best price, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the the company may suffer, you know, like you said, make that minimal profit and really, you know, what 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 is this? Hopefully we're banking contract over that the customer will love this so much that then we could up the price a bit and they stay with us. I don't know. <laughs> Tricky stuff, and yeah. I'm digging it. So talk about this website of yours too, folks. Check it out, folks. This is a, a great website, strategy services, especially if you are a business person, entrepreneur. You, you're trying to learn over here. You need to learn. The price is pretty yeah, So talk about this website. Well, um, there's a tremendous amount of content on, on the website. And and you have links to um, links to many articles I've written. I've, I've, I've written in... Uh, I'm a contributor to Forbes, and um, oh, wow. I've, I've written oodles and oodles of of of, um, of articles. There's also on the website there is a masterclass in pricing, and uh, these are 19 video episodes of that really covers everything there is to know um, uh, about pricing, right? And and um, you know it's it's um, uh, Obviously, it's it's a um, it's something that we charge for, you know. But uh, um, there's a lot of work to <laughs> doing that masterclass. I can tell you. So um, well, again, it's, but it, it's, listen, if you want to be top in your game, you, you're going to have to invest in self as well, right? You know, what's yeah, your absolutely. what are you worth? What's your price? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, in, yes. in order to step into uh, the game. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and. Luckily enough, we've actually done a, a project on ourselves, so we know how we should 
the price our services, right? Oh, um, you did a project on yourself. Wait a minute. Talk yeah, to me eat here. Your, so eat you, your own you dog food, this... you know? <laughs> yes. Talk about that then. Here you are. You're building this wonderful, wonderful coursework and whatnot. Um, how mm-hmm. did you price this then? Let's get into how you applied your own uh, knowledge in, into well, pricing this. Well, it's, it's really um, – it really comes from – I do seminars in pricing. And um, the, 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 the price of that online, um, uh, online um, seminar is, is similar to the price of the online seminars I'm, I'm, I'm conducting, right? So oh, okay. that, and so obviously on the website, as, as I said, there's, there's 19 video episodes. A, uh, an in-person seminar is, is, well, it's a day, but it's really six hours, right? Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and, uh, it's about, it's about the same price. So we, we've actually found and... in many cases that, um, that, um, um, companies are willing to pay higher prices for what's online as opposed to what's, uh, what's in person. Oh, well, and yeah, I the think, accessibility, uh, I, see... I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I see you found the the page on my book um, that is yes. here as well, right? Hey, hey look um, at that baby right there! So talk about this book. <laughs> Where can we get it? What type of information are, are we gonna pull from here? Oh, you're gonna. There's <laughs> the best way of finding the book and finding me is uh, just Google the Price Whisper, and um, and I'm saying that because uh, the book is distributed by Simon and Schuster. So it's it's available in in every bookstore in the states, um, and and of course on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and you can buy it from Target online if you want that, and so so forth, you know. Um, so it's um, it's it's a <clears throat> it's an Amazon bestseller, and Ooh, nice. um, yeah, and 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 um, <laughs> you know I have people posting pictures of them with a book on LinkedIn and saying, Oh, this is such a great read, you know? Um, and Wonderful. when I checked yesterday, there feel? was only, th- um, Oh, I'm obviously a very proud that I can, um, that I can add value to the, to the readers. Right. And, and teach them something that they, they didn't know because they, they, even if they went to, to business school and, and learned about pricing, it was not, not very good information they got, right? Mm-hmm. Amazing, so, amazing. Um, Folks, you see this book here, man. Oof. And it goes one of your I'm seminars, sorry? huh? <laughs> and that's one of your seminars yeah, that also, I'm seeing here on the page as well. Yeah, that's right. And there's also a, um, there's a bunch of guides. Uh, the the bestseller, if you like, is Seven Easy Steps to, um, uh, Seven Easy Steps to, um, uh, increase prices and keep your customers happy. Hey, there we go. Then that yeah. means everybody's happy. <laughs> so you figured it out. <laughs> well, I love it. You, yeah, you see, this is um, there, there's there's always a process in in increasing prices, and 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 it really works every time, and and you have to follow that process. Um, and and it it, it it's all it's all about um, communicating why you need to increase prices um and the and communication is the key. mistake that some comp- the mistake some companies do 
um, is they they just one day just prices, especially when you do a subscription service, uh, one day prices are are just higher without anybody telling you you why, right? And mm-hmm. and there's a uh, one of the large OTT services um, uh, is famous for this. You know the the only the only way you know that they increase prices is that the, you know, they charge more on your credit card. So, and, and that, <laughs> yes. that, that sort Cancel. of works. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, because you because they me. didn't communicate why. Yes, you better tell me you're raising the price because I need to see why. Am I going to get more out of this? Is something better coming? Right. Am I going to get more product? Right. I mean, come on. Uh, make, make it worthy for me too if you're going to increase the price. I know exactly yeah, who you mean. Right. And how dare they? <laughs> having, having said that, um, good good pricing practice is to increase prices with a few percent every year, right? Okay. Um, because a few percent, nobody's going to notice. And um, it's a different story when you suddenly increase prices with maybe 15% or 20%. But a few percent, oh, yeah. nobody notices and nobody cares. And... Um, and a few percent doesn't seem like much, but if if your company is like an average company, um, if you increase, if you go back to that one percent um, um, sort of thought experiment that we just mentioned a, a little while ago, um, if you increase prices with three um, percent and you're like the average company, your your profits are going to go up with more than thirty percent, right? I got to ask you, and I really want to ask you something here, though. Now we're talking about this pricing and stuff. What if something was originally free, and all of a sudden somebody comes in, you know, spent a lot of money on buying this company, and now says, well, we're going to go from free, and now we're going to have a paid tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, the, what's the science between making a price for something that was free to now offering paid tiers? Like, what's the logic behind that in science? Well, it's, it's, it's very interesting actually that, um, um, I, I, I read an article in, um, I guess it was New York Times yesterday. Um, and, um, it, it showed what happened when, when New York Times introduced the paywall, which was what, 10 years ago. And I think the article was to celebrate the, the, the 10 year anniversary of the paywall. And and they they inter- they introduced that um, because they were obviously losing um, um, uh, losing paper copies and 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 their revenues yeah. declined. But the interesting thing with 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 that article uh, was that initially there were very very few people who signed up for for the for the paid version of New York Times right online. And for the first four or five years, it grew very, very slowly, right? Um, but then at about five years ago, um, it started to grow much quicker. Now, what happened five years ago? Well, just about in every other online newspaper introduced paywalls, right? Mm. <laughs> so suddenly you had a situation where... If you wanted quality news reporting, um, you had to pay it. You know, um, there was there was no 
and still is very few, if any, uh, high quality news um, outlets that offer their, um, their, their their content for free. Yeah. And then um, then you have a choice of paying for this or paying for that. And and that's when uh, when this started to to grow quite um, quite spectacularly, right? But revenues for New York Times based on this um, this article is still not as high as it was um, when they relied solely on on subscriptions and 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 um, and advertising. Or their heyday, no. if you will. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Of print. Um, and and the freemium as many you know. Freemium is is a great way of 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 introducing um, a, a new product to uh, um, t- you know to to customers and they they try Absolutely. it for some time and 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 then um, once they get used to it um, you have to start paying. Now the the, the yeah. there, there is a couple of gotchas when it comes to freemium though and and first of all is that whatever the product happened to be. Um, it needs to be very easy to use and understand. Otherwise, you wouldn't, you know. Otherwise, you'll have mm-hmm. a confused customer who um, who's not gonna um, who's not gonna buy it once the the, the free period is is over. Um, so it needs to be a very intuitive product to use. And um, and 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 the second, of course, is to understand. What features and what 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 features should be in a free version versus what features should be in a paid version, and and that comes that prediction of sales volume in again, where you, where you can define which which product features and service product features or services that people are willing to pay for, as opposed to the ones they're not willing to pay for, right. We're about to get hit for that, though, right now in regards to, for example, AI, right? ChatGPT was free, uh, and yep. now they're starting to come up with ideas of what is this worth? Uh, Dolly, yep. Midjourney, other AI applications started free. They give you credits. You fell in love, and then when your credits run out, like, oh, man, I have to pay if I want to keep playing. <laughs> yep. It's well, games have done this forever, you know, where, where you have um, oh, yeah. the game is free, but then you have in-game purchases, you know? Oh, this whole digital currency, yes, like uh, g- games like Roblox, for example, have their own commerce, if you will, within the game. But you're yeah. spending real money to get these <laughs> things that you can't even touch. <laughs> That's wild to me, but hey, it's, it, it is what it is. It's the future. I, like, I, I tell people I'm a print man. I like to read the book, you know, re- smell the ink digitally. I, you know, smell one thing. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a... Um, <laughs> It's all about um, it's all about lowering sales friction because also when 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 you do it that way, um, not only uh, do you entice people to use the product, um, but um, but 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 um, they also feel that they are in control of of what they're buying. So so the the customer satisfaction is increasing, right? Mm, yeah. um, as opposed to you buy something and and um, um, and and you, you you find that you you're not you're not using um, very much of of the product, you know, which is you know one of the um, um, 
what one of the um, um, issues that I have with with um, one of the more popular um, productivity suites that are out there for companies, right? Um, you know, ten thousand features, and you use five of them, right? And and you, but you pay for all the ten thousand, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Agreed. All right, so I want to ask one last question before you go today, because sure. I know you're a very busy individual. What is the single most advice that you give the listening audience today? Well, the, 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 the simplest advice I can give audience is increase your price. You know, if it doesn't work, you know, you can always go back to where you were, right? If it does work, which is likely, um, you suddenly make more money, right? <laughs> and, and, um, and, 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 Make it and and if you if you want to if you want to increase price substantially, um, go and download my my guide there. Seven easy steps uh, to um, uh, to increase prices. If you if you don't want to give up your your um, email address and stuff like that as uh, to register for to get the guide, you can always buy it from uh, from Amazon for three ninety nine. You know, it's the same same one. You know. So it's only three ninety nine. So if you pay eight dollars no, on Twitter, you could yeah, afford three ninety nine to improve your this prices. One is more <laughs> this one is more expensive. Oh. It's just a guide. <laughs> yeah, but listen, so. a guide is a guide, and if it's gonna guide you to success, it's definitely worth the three ninety nine. All right. Yeah, and then absolutely. that yeah. book, folks, as you heard it, you can also get that on Amazon everywhere, your favorite bookstore. The links are below. So again, please visit the website. All right. Follow my man Per on LinkedIn. All right. Check it thank out. You. Great yeah. tips. Great stuff. Per, thank you so much for your time, sharing your knowledge and, you know, sharing your knowledge with me here. But of course, sharing your knowledge with the world. We need more people like well, you that are trying to make the world a better place for everybody to make some bread. So thank you. <laughs> that's right. Thank you so much, Al, for your time. And thank you, the audience that, that has listened, listened in. And, and I hope um, I added some value to, to all of you. I'm sure you did, Per. Thank you so much. And everybody, thank you again for tuning in. Check out my extended family over at ComicCrusaders.com as well as UndercoverTheCape.com. And if you enjoy the app, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Much love. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Al Mega Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights and stories from our guests. Remember, success is a journey, not a destination. And every step you take, no matter how small, brings you closer to your goals. Don't give up on your dreams and keep pushing forward. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and stay motivated.